You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. 1865, the Nottingham Forest podcast, is proudly sponsored by The Terrace, the home of retro and fan culture sports merchandising. Check out their range of forest merch by visiting theterracestore.com or visit them on social media. The 1865 Match Report. Welcome back to the 1865 match reports and it finished Forest 1, Cardiff 2 and Forest losing for the fifth time this season after a 2-1 defeat to Mick McCarthy's Bluebirds at the City Ground. Uh, Forest went ahead in the first half through Lewis Graben. He took away Max Lowe's cross after good work down the left-hand side and Forest were 1-0 up at the break and looking potentially on course for a win. But two goals from Ruben Colwell in the second half saw Cardiff go away with all three points and continue the poor start to the season that Forrest have endured so far. It's Stephen here and I've got the Maradona of the Midlands with me to reflect on this game. We'll start with the first half. How did you sit obviously you were at the game I, I thought Forrest were actually okay in that first half much improved over recent performances but then again maybe the bar's not been too high so yeah it was it was a bright start from both teams um we nearly gave a goal away straight at the beginning uh, Bryce Samba giving up a, a ball away um very early on from which uh, Cardiff nearly scored but we went straight up the other end and Zinkenagel made a good run into the box but his the shot was blocked and for a first few minutes is pretty much end to end uh but Cardiff set the pattern up pretty early on uh they were very very direct I was one of the most direct teams I've seen in a long time I suppose when you get Cardiff who we considered to be during the last sort of last 20 years when our paths have crossed a direct team in this division and you get Mick McCarthy who is considered to be a direct manager you get direct squared a very very direct outfit and they set their stall out early doors. Every ball was sort of pumped into the box, long throw after long throw. Whenever they could sort of hold, um, 
haul the ball into the into our box, test our centre halves. They did, and it caused chaos every time. Um, after about five minutes, they nearly scored. It was just it's a scramble in the goal mouth, and I think it hit the post or something. And Joe Worrell eventually cleared it off the line, and that really set the tone for the majority of the first half. Um, there's very little quality uh, from either side. Um, Boris couldn't really keep hold of the ball. Um, some good touches from Grabin, who 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 played quite well in that sort of number ten withdrawn striker role. Um, he sort of held onto the ball a few times and had a bit of composure about his bit, his play, but they were just very physical and um, sort of outfought us a lot of times and just got the ball sort of pumped into our area. So we knocked it out for throws and corners. And it's just it's more by luck than judgment, I think, that we didn't concede in the first half. Um, Forrest's main main uh, way of defending was just throw hundreds of bodies in the way of the ball, so just, which was good. It showed a lot of commitment. and You felt like uh, players like Ryan Yates and Joe Worrell and McKenna were relishing the physical battle that first half. They sort of enjoyed it and were sort of giving as good as they got. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was fairly even, but pretty poor quality, as I say, until one moment of quality when uh, Brennan Johnson combined with Max Lowe on the left-hand side. Lowe broke down broke through onto the left-hand side of the uh, area and pulled it back, showed a bit of composure, which we haven't seen at Forest for a long, long time. Pulled it back, Graben just held his run back and slotted the ball home brilliantly. So it was a good quality goal, a rare beacon of quality in that first half. It was, and I, I think that came from a more committed display attack-wise from Forrest. Certainly in the first half, players were seemingly more willing to get forward and support, Look, especially... The two fullbacks, Lowe and Spence. I think on the day, Lowe probably stood out more on his debut. Obviously, both players playing for the first time for Forest, but there was a, a greater commitment to get bodies forward in that first half. And Forest looked more dangerous for it, despite the fact that Cardiff always had that threat coming the other way, that very direct threat. It was good to see Graben on the end of that goal. That's where you want him in the box, coming onto the ball to finish like that. And it was. Yeah, a rare, a rare moment of quality, not just in the game, but in this season as well. Forrest were a goal up in the first half, get to half-time and it's still 1-0. And then second half, you're, you're hoping that they come out and can build on the lead that they've given themselves. But in the end, it, it was Cardiff who came out all guns blazing and it was uh, quite frantic stuff, wasn't it, that second half? It was. Um, I mean, one thing that saved us was in the first half, maybe that the two players up front, um, I think it was Collins and somebody else for Cardiff, I've forgotten who now, they, d- they didn't have the greatest uh, quality about them. Um, and it was, although the ball was going into the box, Forrest were just about coping. Um, but they, they set off in the same vein again in the second half. And um, when Mick McCarthy decided to roll the dice, he brought on uh, Keith Moore and uh, Cole, what's his name? Um, Cold, Coldwell. Colwell, yeah. Colwell, yeah. Um, and straight from the throw-in, they scored. The Forest players, I just don't think they knew who to pick up. I think they got so used to sort of defending and sort of so well-drilled in that first half, those players uh, that had been on the pitch. So that they just, there was a bit of com- momentary bit of confusion. And Colwell... Uh, tapped in a tapped in the equaliser. 
Um, I was I was I was worried when I saw Kiefer Moore warming up at half time because I think he is a cut above the average Championship striker. I'm, I'm surprised nobody picked him up from the Premier League um, in the summer. So um, I was worried when I saw him warming up. And I was like, oh, yeah, I know what's going to happen here, but. Yeah, and after that, it was um, Forrest looked a bit shell shocked and a bit ragged, really, in defence. And then and Cardiff just upped the pressure. Those sort of more and more balls. Cardiff were sort of hitting the crossbar, playing, not uh, hitting the post over and keeping more header. Uh, put a shot over the crossbar, and and eventually the second goal came. It seemed pretty inevitable. Um, the sort of physical battle has gone out of Forrest a little bit by that stage, and they were struggling to really cope with the. Um, Cardiff's giant physical presence really all over the pitch. Um, the referee didn't help for us, you have to say. He, he didn't, didn't really spot all the grappling and the uh, shirt tugging that was going on. Um, yeah, Lyle Taylor. a few times, weren't they? Where yeah. in the run-up to the goal, it was free kick after free kick after free kick that was being given yeah. to Cardiff. And any hope that Forrest had of stopping that flow of Cardiff attacks, it just never never came for them because the ball was always coming back in from a set piece. Yeah, and, and Forrest didn't help themselves. They just, um, just booted it booted it straight to them. It completely played into Cardiff's hands in that second half. Um, the way to battle that sort of physical team is to get the ball on the ground and play around them, sort of keep hold of possession. Don't let them pump it into our box. And we just, just know, apart from grabbing, there's nobody on, on the pitch who could control the ball. Um, James Garner had a very disappointing game. He he looked like a, a young a young boy against Cardiff's men today. Um, players like Zinka Nagel and Brennan Johnson, they had maybe one moment of quality each in the game. It, it reminded me just of Carvalho. So when they're great, they're great. When, they, when they're not, they're not. They just really don't offer anything. And, and you need them. You, in the Championship, you need... 11 players, even if they're not sort of beating three players and doing a worldie goal, just contributing with keeping hold of possession, tapping it around, um, relieving the pressure. And we just didn't do that. Zinkanagla and Johnson barely touched the ball. Um, it was reminiscent of Carvalho and Johnson in that first half against Derby. And it is tough when it's like that. You're against 11 physical men in Cardiff and unless you're you're all there for the fight and all sort of willing to contribute you're not gonna you're not gonna get anything out of the game no and Lyle Taylor struggled with that as well didn't he trying to hold the ball up and be a presence when we yeah. needed him there to to take some of that pressure off just it just didn't happen for him it, just, it didn't happen I mean you, there's times where you felt he went down a bit too easily and there were times when you thought the referee didn't help him at all because there were some clear fouls where they just he just didn't get them um, he had a decent first half, but second half he he really struggled against um, uh, the Cardiff Morrison and uh, and the pirate. Um, what's I've forgotten his name? Um, <laughs> Aidan Flint. Yeah, Aidan Flint. Yeah, um, and it's the only surprise is that Aidan Flint didn't score against us because I, I was pretty sure he would do, but at some point. But um, it was yeah, it was a tough, tough, tough afternoon for them. In the Dying embers of the game, Joe Lolly was brought on, and so too Alex Myton. Um, you, I mean, you could tell Lolly was still trying to get his way back to fitness. He had a couple of efforts which, uh, which didn't really trouble the goalkeeper. There was the free kick as well from Garner, which was tipped over. But despite the hope that Forrest would throw 
everything at Cardiff in the final few minutes. Didn't really happen like that, and, and Cardiff were able to to see the game out and and get the win. What did you make of the performances of the new players? I thought Lowe in particular stood out. He he tried to take the game to Cardiff, carrying the ball forward, and he was a constant threat on that left hand side. Yeah, I mean he 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 looked um, a vast improvement on our left left fullback position from what we've had um, all season. Really, he, he's sort of calm. He's both both of them, both Spence and and Lowe. They've got good body shapes for um, for modern day fullbacks. They're sort of lean, athletic reasonably tall um, and Lowe especially looks very composed on the ball in the first half is willing to that that run he made that was a it made set up the second uh, the first goal rather the only goal for Forrest and um, Jed Spence didn't get so much chance to shine because the ball wasn't really on that side of the pitch very much for some reason uh, but again he did nothing wrong um, I think just in the end the sort of physicality of Cardiff maybe had the better of them um, they both sides look a bit ragged towards the end. Maybe the lack of game time uh, they've had so far this season started to started to play on them. Uh, but yeah, I mean they're they're, they're a plus point. Uh, they were a plus point in the game. Chris Eaton in his post match interview with Radio Nottingham, he was talking about relieving the pressure and, and finding ways to do that. And he was talking not so much about the formation being the problem, but the idea of holding on to the ball better and and just trying to see out games in a in a better fashion. Do you think he's got the players to do that though? Even I know there's a few new faces we've not seen yet, but I don't think this team has shown that composure or that willingness to get on the ball and, and take the sting out of the game. No, um to, honestly, I, I'm starting to think no, we don't have have the players there to do it because it, it's not just this season it's sort of last season it was the uh, end of the season before that even the whole season even the, even the Sabri season I, I was often sort of on the podcast saying we just don't keep the ball well enough and it's going to come back and bite us at some point so it's a lot ongoing problem and it's just I mean the we've got a lot of really a lot of players who are okay they're okay championship players um but they just don't seem to make a good team. They're not. Then we haven't got that that sort of outstanding bit of quality where they sort of have something that melds them all together. Um, scoring goals still looks like it's going to be a huge problem for us. Um, anything that we're going to create, it's going to have to come down the wings. And I'm just not sure if uh, Zinkenagel um, is tough enough to play. Championship football week in week out and create stuff. He's he's got undoubted quality, but today I saw him pull out one or two challenges and just not look up for the fight. And we, in the position we're in now, we need players who are going to fight. We we need big characters. I think back to other times when we've been in this sort of situation, um, and uh, we brought in people like Higginbottom, who who might not be glamorous players, but just did a really good job of sort of leadership on the pitch. And you need three or four leaders out there grabbing them pulling them together when the going gets tough just be up for the fight I'm not sure we've got that I really don't we've got okay players here and there we've got some quality players here and there but lack of pace with the centre forward position is going to be a major problem because we're not going to get any goals through the through those centre forwards running through it's all going to have to be intricate works passing and crosses and I'm just not sure we're good enough at passing to do that um, 
so yeah i am worried i am very very worried yeah it is uh it is quite concerning and when you look at the numbers as well now it, it becomes even more so that's forest's fifth defeat from six league games this season no wins in 12 in the championship if you take it back to the back end of last season and it's Forrest's worst start to a campaign for 108 years, which is a worrying stat. It is. I'm just on the, just the thing that I'm, I'm looking at the table and I'm looking at the sort of highlights of, of the other matches that have gone on. And I, I can't see three worst teams and Forrest in that division. I, I, at the moment, there's maybe two in Derby, maybe Peterborough, because they, they were always going to be sort of defensively fallible. But with teams like you would have thought maybe Blackpool would be worse, but they've gone to places like Bournemouth and got a result. They've beaten Fulham. Um, and just I just I don't I don't see three obviously worse teams than us. And so that I I, I hate to say I, at the moment I think we're going down. I can't I can't see how, how we're gonna change this um with this set of players and this manager sort of staying there um is is looking bleak. And and the thing is the ground itself is there was an air of resignation even before the game. I, I don't think I've ever seen the crowd when it's been that big be so quiet. Um, I didn't hear one single song from the Trent End. I don't think all match. Um, we didn't respond to the um, Cardiff scab 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 thing with our usual um, Arthur Scargill song. Um, there was there's apart from when we scored, there was a bit of a liveliness in the crowd. Nothing, and they're, they're, and towards the end of the match, when you expect a bit of anger and eye thrown at the players and the manager, nothing. It was a, just a resignation. Yet yeah, this is what happened with Forest. We've got used to losing, and um, we've I've seen enough relegation teams at Forest now to spot one, and and this is one. And um, the error resignation is a major problem because I remember talking to Rich years ago. We always knew we were in trouble when we stopped caring about what was happening and you stop wanting to sort of look up what's happening, who are the latest news, you start avoiding the sort of the, in, the, in those days it would have been teletext and I'm getting to that point now where I'm starting to think, oh, it's, you know it's going to happen, you're not even, you're not even angry anymore because you know what's going to happen. Do you think Chris Hewton's time might be up after this We're, game? He'll get this game, we'll lose to Middlesbrough on Wednesday and then he'll get sacked. That's what, that's what will happen. And you mentioned there Middlesbrough after being turned over by a championship specialist in Mick McCarthy today. It's Neil Warnock and Middlesbrough <laughs> to come on Wednesday. He's going to have an absolute field day. He's going to have an absolute field day with us. We're just too easy to play against in that sense. He's, we, I just cannot see. Anyway, I hope I'm wrong. And you can, I hope we get, we get the chance to play this out on Thursday morning or wherever it is when we've after we played them. And uh, but I, he's just going. They're going to have a field day against us. And Neil Warnock, he's just—he must be rubbing his hands in glee. Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry. Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over a hundred casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.